Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host Eric, and I'm joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? This is the show where we talk about the professional football league on a weekly basis during the regular season and the playoffs. Let's go, Ron. Let's do it. Okay, Ron, before we get to the Steelers review, let's do today's top news because today was the final roster cut. Everybody had to go to 53 players. And the Patriots made news. What happened, Ron? They shocked the world and cut Cam today. Um, You know, it it would not... I don't think... I think it would have surprised people if um, Mac Jones start. You know, people would have said, oh, you know, I'm surprised Mac is starting and Cam's going to be the backup. But to let Cam loose altogether, I think, is a huge shocker. That hit us, uh, you know, hard today. I think we we're all pretty shocked and still kind of recovering from this. Yeah, I mean, as a casual, as a football fan, the casual guy would like, wow, Patriots did it again. But as a diehard Pages fan, I'm like, what the fuck? Because I had big plans for Cam Newton, and I think that he's definitely a starter. I I knew Mac Jones was the future. I just wasn't. I didn't know he was the future right now. Yeah, and I think what really surprises me about this one is because even if you say, you know what, I'm going with Mac right now, um, I don't think Cam necessarily would have been a distraction. Um, being on the bench. I think the COVID situation, that news was a distraction for sure Um, with him not being vaccinated and not knowing the rules. That's a little bit of a distraction, but I think, you you know, from everything you you hear about him, he's a great teammate. The locker room loved him. Um, You know, it's obvious to me that Bill probably sat him down and said, hey, we're going with Mac Jones, and they probably figured out together, you know, and Cam probably say, you know, well, give me a chance somewhere else. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be here on the, as a backup. Well, that's the thing is that wherever he goes, he's going to want to be a starter. Because he, I mean, he feels like he is a starter. He feels like, quote unquote, they owe him, or he's, you know, he has this whole mentality of like, I'm a starter, even if I'm not in New England somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know where he'll end up, but he still has some life left, right? He does. I mean, there's no, there's not 31 other quarterbacks, 30 other quarterbacks that are better than him in this league. Um, I think he's a starter. Um, there's tons of teams that would make sense, uh, you know, that don't have quarterbacks at all right now. Um, I'm talking, looking at like Houston, for example. There's teams that their quarterback situation is questionable, like, you know, Washington, uh, Oakland to some extent, um, even the Colts to some extent. So I think he, you know, he's going to find a, I hope he does. Um, I know the market during the offseason last year, right, you know, before he went uh, to the Pats, it was bare and he was kind of struggling to find a team. But I would imagine, I would have to imagine that some somebody's going to pick him up. So, 
ultimately it doesn't does it change your win loss for next season for the pats it doesn't so i went back and looked at it i think um why well, i had them at 11 wins before i have them at 11 now um i did change uh some of the wins and losses i have then initially um winning in new orleans i i i, I changed that to a loss um because of what I saw with uh, Jameis, his last preseason game. But I also had, you know, I, I gave them a win in Tennessee. Um, so the record, it's, I still see them coming out with 11 wins. Uh, and it wouldn't shock me, on it, you know, to be honest, if they, you know, even beat that and come out with like 12 or 13 wins. Wow, you're really high because I actually the, degraded them from 13 wins to nine possibly eight wins i think i think they're gonna go down i think that they're definitely not winning in tampa now at least i don't think they are uh dallas for me now is iffy because if Dak plays i think they lose that game if Dak doesn't play well then then they win that game but then i have them you know losing at cleveland now they weren't well it's a home game, but I think Cleveland's offense is really good and their defense is really good. So now I had a W, but now I switched it to an L. So, and then now they're gonna lose to Buffalo twice, and before I had them splitting that loss, win loss. Yeah. See, I, I don't think Bill would have made this move if he felt the team is four games uh, worse. You know, worse uh, if if they went with Mac Jones. I think he thought that they can finish with a better season. Uh, obviously, you know this was Mac's team for the future. But I think looking just at this year, you know, he, I think he felt like they can come out and and play effectively and still win win the same amount of games. Um, I don't think Bill would have done this if he didn't have that confidence uh, in Mac in Mac Jones. I and looking at so. Just to compare the two for a second, real quick, Cam is not like the perfect quarterback, right? He's great um, at doing certain things. Um, you know, he can—he's definitely still athletic. He can make some plays out the pocket and stuff like that. Mac can't do that. That's not who he is. Um, but Mac can throw the ball, and that's what Bill Belichick likes to do. Um, and I think when teams were, you know, if you're—if I'm looking ahead at this year, and you know, um, if Cam was part of the team, and you know, one thing. The teams could have done and said, you know what, we're going to force Cam to to throw uh, to these these receivers um, or lack thereof, and stop Cam from running. You know, they they um, I don't know if you can do that now uh, with this team. You know, you st- you're going to have the running game, uh, and now you're going to have a, a complete passing game for Mac Jones that you're going to have to deal with uh, when you look at the Patriots' offense. Yeah, I would I would agree with you if it wasn't for this garbage wide receivers that they have. If there was a star on there, I'd be like, "Yep, I can see that passing game just gotta gotta upgrade." But it takes two. It takes quarterbacks and receivers. And if you have a good quarterback, even if his name is Tom Brady, I I don't know if this win if the team even makes it to the playoffs. I personally think that. It was 50% Mac Jones and it was 50% COVID. Because we all, I mean, I'm not going to say I know Bill's thinking, but he's not going to forfeit any games due to COVID. And if last year, 
Cam ended up missing a game or even two uh, in this year because now it's like a 14-day protocol. He's not going to forfeit two games because, you know, the whole locker room has COVID. So he was like, you know what? You knew the rules or at least your agent or your player representative should have went over the rules. You didn't follow them. Look at what happened. You lost preseason practice and you're gone. You're out of, you're out of this team. And then when I look back, because, I mean, Bill has been coaching since 1985, you know, the, uh, he was the defensive coordinator for the Giants. And when you look back at those teams, Phil Sims, Jeff Hostetler, they're not, you know, pop coaches like great quarterbacks. They're just decent quarterback. Man. And Mac Jones kind of fits that mold of he's not going to wow you, but he's He's not going to turn the ball over like Cam did. Yeah, he, he'll wow you with his smarts um, and his intelligence and, you know, getting the ball out quickly, you know, finding the, making the right read, finding the right guy and making the throw. I think that's how he wows you. Um, we talked about this earlier. You know, I, you know the, the Patriots up and down, they have a great team. They have a good run, you know, good running, decent running game, you know, assuming Harris stays healthy. They have, you know, they don't have good receivers. They have some, you know, some couple good tight ends. They have a great defense that they're going to rely heavily on. So to me, this is a playoff team. You don't need necessarily Aaron Rodgers to walk in the door and, you know, to, to get you into the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs. You need someone who doesn't make mistakes, who can make every throw, um, can be the point guard for your team. And I think that's exactly what they're getting. And that's what they saw in Mac. You know, I think, you know, this year they'll, ta- they'll still take it easy with him. Yeah, they're throwing him in the mix, making him the starter. But as far as the play calling, they'll still, like I said, I think they need to run the ball a lot this year and take some pressure off of him. Um, but looking at the schedule especially, this is a pretty easy schedule. Um, to me, they, they can easily pull it's out. It's an easy schedule, uh, but I don't think 11 wins get you in, though. I mean, who who's your... Uh, playoff contention teams you got kansas city on the west you got uh tennessee in the south then you got buffalo in the east Mm -hmm. and you know i hate to say this ron but cleveland in the north i think is pretty much a winner everybody loves cleveland and i think people need to pump the brakes a little bit with with this cleveland noise i'm so tired of hearing it um listen cleveland's good um, I think they won like 10 games last year, if I'm not mistaken. They're going to be good again. They'll be in contention. The Ravens will be in contention, you know, you know, if something doesn't happen with, with Lamar and, you know, COVID and everything else. Um, but there's other teams, too, that are that are in that same, you know, grouping. You so know. that's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, no, you got, even if you switch Cleveland with Baltimore or Pittsburgh, then you got three other wildcard teams. What are the three other wildcard teams? So you got, you probably have the Colts. The Colts are a wildcard team? Well, no. I think they'll be in the mix. I don't, well, you think that they're going to have 11 wins? I think they'll be in the mix. I think they, you know, don't sleep on the Colts, man. I, I understand their quarterback situation is a hot mess. Heck, tomorrow we can wake up and camp could be on that team for all we know. But don't sleep on that team. They have a very nasty uh, defense, a very nasty O line, very all right. Good so running so backs. let's all right. So Colts take a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So now that you're down to two, who are the other two teams? Um. Well, so let's see. 
you know, get, we talked about Tennessee. Yeah, they're winning the division, so they're in. Let me pull it up here. Because I don't think the Patriots are making the playoffs. Not, not with this team. I'm giving them nine wins tops, and they're not going to make the playoffs. And even with 11 wins, it's, it's going to be by a hairline. Yeah, they're not going to run away with it. Um, teams, I, I, the AFC is extremely yes, tough. Yes, it, it's loaded. It's tough. But it doesn't mean they can't make the playoffs. Um, they they can beat some of these. They, I mean, look at the schedule. They, they have a fairly easy schedule. They're going to get past the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are really even going to be in contention. I do think the Chargers will contend, but I think they'll beat them. I think you know, see that. So that's high. what I mean. It's like the, it's not going to be a cakewalk, and I no, don't think eleven not. wins is not enough. I think you have to win twelve or thirteen just to be in contention. Just to be like, you know what? I think we can make the playoffs definitely. But I mean, you're gonna need. You definitely need fourteen wins to win the division. Or, or else Buffalo is going to take it. Well, I, so I don't think um, anyone outside of, let me say, Kansas City and Buffalo, I don't see any anyone else winning 14 games, especially not, um, you know, in the uh, AFC North. That division uh, is just too too tough. Um, I don't see 14 wins in, in, in that division. I can see 11, 12 maybe. Um, if things go, you know, some of these teams will, these way. Uh, but I, I, you know, I think 11 wins is going to get you into the play. I think it'll get you a white wild card spot. Um, and then, you know, once you're in, who knows what happens? Well, no, once you're in, you know, who knows what happens. You, you play whoever you play, but I just don't think they have enough. I think that... They're definitely going to have a better year than last year because the defense is going to be good. But I don't think, you know, I just, maybe I'm still grieving, but I don't think they have enough. Um, let's look at another cut for this team. Um, the cornerback Desmond Trufant got released by the Bears. You think he's too old to be playing NFL? Um, at that position, Maybe, you know, um, whether or not. So we have the cuts today. It doesn't mean every player that got cut isn't going to be on the team. Um, and we'll go through this when we talk about the Steelers in depth. The roster that Steelers have isn't going to be the roster for week one. We only have four cornerbacks. So we are in the market right now for cornerbacks. Um so if, if I'm one of these players who got cut, it doesn't mean my season's over or my career is over. You know, there might be a spot for me somewhere else. So as far as you know, Trufant, I, you know, I, I haven't really followed him enough to really know. I know he's been in the league a long time. But I can tell you the Steelers need help in the secondary. I can tell you there's a lot of teams that need help in the secondary. So Yeah, I mean, there's, some of these cuts are kind of a moot point until they clear the waivers. I mean... Right now, the Cowboys' backup is Cooper Rush, which we know he's not going to be the backup for Dak. Um, we know that, uh, for example, the Patriots, the Hoyer got cut. We know they don't have a backup quarterback now. It's just Mac Jones. So we know that once they go through the waivers and no one picks them up, they can get re-signed or they can be on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. But, you know... 
take it for what it is. It's just, I guess it's just procedure to cut cut these down to 53. But a lot of the people would get re-signed. Um, I did see that Malcolm Butler is uh, considering retirement. What do you think, Ron? Yeah, so something off the field um, is, has happened. Some personal issues. Uh, no one really knows, but I know from reading the articles that um, he's contemplating retiring. So whatever it is, you know, hopefully it's not too serious. And um, I hope every player realizes, by the way, that, you know, NFL, to play in the NFL is, is obviously a privilege and it's great. But that doesn't necessarily define um, who you are and how your life is. So if there's some personal stuff going on um, outside of football, I hope he gets that taken care of and then, you know, puts, puts football as secondary. Yeah, let's hope that... Uh uh, Malcolm Butler, because he was a good player. He's uh, fairly still young. I don't think he's thirty yet. So he's up there. He's up there as a good cornerback. I always come back. Um, I'm gonna uh, let's end the news with a little bit of hard knock talk. Now, I'm gonna refresh your memory about hard knocks, because I feel like the last three weeks or the last two shows, it's been heavily. Uh, on the uh, refugee which I'm not against the immigrant story because I myself I'm an immigrant but uh, where's the football where's the plays where's the practice what's happening this is like uh, first they had the refugee story and now they had the guy from Mexico playing in the league so where's the football on this thing yeah and that you know that's it this reminds me why I stopped watching Hard Knocks because they slowly went away from you know um, football stuff, the stuff that you you want to see, the stuff that it's happening at practices. Um, and I don't know if that's because they just you know teams just don't want to give up too much information about you know how they do things or what plays they're running. I you know I don't know what's going on, but the last two episodes have been not been good, and they've lost my interest. Um, you know, yeah, I, it's, it's turned into a big infomercial mm-hmm. about how great the NFL is, and it's just it, it you kind of lose interest because I, I kind of I want more detail, but I know I'm not gonna get it. So it's you know it's like high level stuff. It's like oh wow, slow motion, wow. And honestly, one hour, right? It, it's an hour per show. One hour is it's kind of hard to get to know somebody like some of these guys like way way down in the roster it's really hard to get get to know them in a you know within that hour they're not gonna be the focus you know the focus is gonna be on the stars so how do you get to know some of these people who aren't gonna necessarily make the team uh, and how do you keep people interested in their story to begin with um, to make an exciting show so by the end of this you know the last episode when you know whether they make it or not you know you put the some put something together that's you know, enjoyable. I don't know. I think they, they've struggled a lot this year. And yeah. I know, um, so I know um, I had read something about the ratings. It's been extremely bad. Uh, the ratings uh, for Hard Knocks has been pretty bad. So, you know, I, yeah, I don't know what the future holds for the show. And yeah, I don't know if, like, cause it, it, see, the thing, is, the thing about this show is you, if you're a casual fan, it sucks you in. But if you're like a hardcore football fan uh, and you want more, they're not going to give you more. So it leaves you kind of wanting more, but then at the same time, 
it's like you know it, it, maybe you see it if it's your team so if you are a dallas cowboy fan and they are hard knocks you're gonna watch because you you follow these players off the field on the field you know whatever their their whatever personal life it gets published so you're gonna follow them but then if you were like a different type of fan you're gonna be like give me more yeah that's it i don't care about you know what happens in the personal life of some of these players i want to see what happens uh at practice i want to see coaches yelling at players players getting chewed out i want to see competition between players and how you know how that goes i want to see the fights that break out um i want to see you know uh just the competition piece and i, I want to see the the coaches having difficulty figuring out like who's going to make the team and who doesn't you know I, I think you look at like most teams now um certainly dallas you know you, for the most part you know who you know, who the stars are and a lot of the players who aren't stars you, you can you could tell just watching the first couple episodes who isn't going to make the team um well and- I, I think initially when when the hard knocks first came out I think that the players were more like the access was more, more was granted. Right. Like people like players could say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. They can act however they wanted. But as time went on, I think that got muted. And some of the things that the players said got muted. Some of the things that the player acted. So it's I think a lot of it has to do with this. You know, I hate to sound this way, but I think players got woke on like oh i don't want to i don't want you to make me seem this way or i don't want you to make me seem that way so they you know they don't it's just a lot of pr stuff it's Mm -hmm. just hey make me look good and this is oh you want to look good well i find then less of this less of that it's just yeah i'm I'm, let's just say i'm very disappointed in hard knocks uh i would say that you know if i look back I definitely my number one hard knocks was when they had the New York Jets and Rex Ryan. He was perfect for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna end it there. Those that is your top news for August thirty first. Ron, this week we are going to be discussing the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what do you feel about that? I'm excited, man. That's my team. That's my squad. So, you know, I'm excited. I, I got them going undefeated. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and for this special Steelers show, I invited a special guest all the way from Framingham, Massachusetts. We got Chicky on the line. What up, Chicky? What up? What up? What up? So, check it. This is how we're going to break it down. We're going to talk about the Steelers last season, 2020. We're going to go into the rosters for this year. And then we're going to play a little bit of a guessing game uh, for the Steelers schedule. So, uh, let's get into it, shall we? So, in 2020, the Steelers were had a record of 12-4. and four. So they went four and zero through game one to game four. They went four and zero game five to game eight, and then they went three and one game nine to game twelve. They were 
12 and 1. What? 11 and 1. Was it? What, what was the record? Uh, 11 and 0 to start start the season. And now, uh, when they went 11 and 0, Ron, what did you feel about this team? Um, Honestly, I, I thought they were pretty good. I think the... Let me start with like the defense. I thought the defense was great. I was a little bit worried with some of the injuries that were starting to pile up um, on defense. I thought offense looked okay. Um, Big Ben looked okay. Um, I I wasn't as high on them. I knew they weren't going to go undefeated, you know, to finish the season. Um, but I didn't expect a complete meltdown uh, like they had uh, towards the end of the season. Chicky, this team was 11-0. What did you think about this team? I think they played okay. You know, like... So you you, you, you were kind of a bit in between. You were like middle of the road when they went 11-0 last year? Yeah, it was just a fluke. Fluke, Ron. Ron, Chicky saying that it was a fluke. I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a fluke. I think, you know, the matchups were good. Um... We won some close games. I'm going back and looking at some of these scores. Um, you know, we we had some close games. Uh, they were just thinking back to how this the season went, uh, the start of the season. There were some things that were obviously concerning, even with some of those wins. And that's obviously uh, the inability to run the ball. That was extremely concerning. Um, and then having been, you know, to for Big Ben to shoulder the entire uh, weight of the offense, uh, especially with a bad shoulder, uh, no pun intended, um, it was concerning. And that's why I was a little bit, you know, I was like, okay, 11-0 is great. You know, let's see how we uh, finish, the, finish the year. Well, they, they went 1-3 through games 13 and 17. And I kind of want to focus on why they went 1-3. So... They lost against the Bills, 26-15. They lost against the Bengals, 27-17. I think Joe Burrow was out by that time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They won against the Colts, 28-24. But then they lost against the Browns, a close game, 24-22. So they went 1-3. They kind of, you know, it was, this was against competition, and I think they should have won against the Bengals. Maybe they would have gotten a better playoff seed. But instead, they got a wild card. And then uh, they basically shit the bed when it came to the Browns. What happened, Ron? They just became too predictable on offense. Um, ben, at this point, uh, couldn't really do a lot of things that he was able to do when he was younger, like you know, move around in the pocket. Uh, I think he, his arm was getting tired uh, towards the end of the season. And not being able to run the ball at all, I think most importantly, it just made them one-dimensional, made them extremely predictable. And they pay for it. Teams just started um, not respecting their running game. They're having a lot of issues with uh, – they started to have issues with their line, offensive line, where it will get some pressure on Ben, too, on top of it. Um, now, looking at some of these stats against uh, Buffalo, for example – they lost 26 to 15. James Conner ran 10 times for 18 yards, 1.8 average. Uh, that's not good, you know. So you can't win games like that. You cannot um, expect Big Ben to go out and throw 300 yards every every week. 
um, towards the end of the season. It, like I said, his arm wore down. He started to throw some picks. He had two picks this game specifically. And, um, you know, it unfortunately it all came crashing down um, all at once at the end of the season. Chicky, uh, in that wild card game, they lost against the Browns 48 to 37. And that game, I think that game was over like two minutes into the game. What did you think about the Steelers losing to the Browns? I think the Colts came to play. And I think the Steelers thought it was going to be a walk in the park. And you see the outcome of the game then. I don't know. I mean, were the, were the Steelers really confident going into that game? No. I think everybody was worried. They had every reason to be. Um, you know, they're, they weren't healthy up front. They had no semblance of a running game. Um there were was no and, and what sucked towards the end of the season too, going back to injuries, is that their defense started to actually uh, not. I don't want to say give up. They didn't give up, but they started to allow a lot of uh, big plays towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. And it, you know, when you have a long season, you start to have some injuries. You can't go three and out, three and out, three and out, and expect your defense, no matter how good they are to be able to compete at a high level with, you know, some backups playing for you. I mean, the defense was ranked number three last year, according to where this website I went to, and the offense was ranked number 10th. So, I mean, they had efficiency all around. They just weren't good enough to beat the Browns. And we're talking about, and the Browns are vastly improved team. So, We'll go into this year's team with the roster grades, and we'll start off with the quarterback position. So Chicky and I gave them a B, but Ron, you gave them a C. Why? I gave them a C plus. Um, and again, when I did the roster um, grades, I'm looking at the entire depth chart. So not just necessarily Big Ben here, but one, when it comes to Big Ben, I think he is still... Um, I wouldn't say a, necessarily an elite quarterback, but I still think he can be a top, uh, let's say, 17, 18 quarterback. Good enough for us to, good enough for him to lead our team. I think what the reason I downgraded them is because when I look at the backups, um, I do not see um, if it, well, Big Ben were to go down, I do not see Mason Rudolph. Um, I don't see Joshua Dobbs, uh, who's on IR right now, and I, you know, I, I just don't see um, Dwayne Haskins uh, leading us uh, into the playoffs. So, the 2022 quarterback for the Steelers isn't on this roster. That's what worries me, uh, looking long term. But you know, just in terms of the quarterback room altogether, um, you know. Big Ben is it. He has to play the entire season for us to have a chance. Chicky, you gave them a B. So you like, you say you like Big Ben. You like him for this year as well? Yeah, I think I like him more than Ron. Jesus. <laughs> Listen, Ron, I'm not saying, like I, <laughs> I, wow. again, I'm looking at the whole roster, right? I think Big Ben is good. I think, you know, I think they have to limit his throws this year. I don't want to see him coming out throwing 40 times, 50 times, and I don't think he will. Um, I think they need to preserve his arm, especially now they have an extra game this year. Um, you know, as, if he's healthy 
at the end of the season, um, then I'll be confident that we can make a run in the playoffs. Uh, if he's starting to show any sort of fatigue or any arm weakness, um, I completely see another Drew Brees situation um, happening, you know, and that's what I'm hoping doesn't happen. Um, it happened to Drew. Drew, the last couple of years, couldn't throw the ball, throw the ball down the field. Um, and I don't want that to happen to Ben. And I don't think it will. I think, you know, I think he's back uh, just based on how he looked uh, in the preseason so far. I think they'll manage him a lot better. Um, and I think they need to because, again, if he goes down, we're, we're screwed. Well, I give him a B because I like Big Ben. And I think that he has, he has really good receivers. So when we talk about good receivers... Uh, I gave him an A because I just love this receiving core. Ron, you gave him a B plus. Chicky, you gave the receivers a C. So uh, explain yourself. Why did you give him a C? Because they're fishy. What do you mean? They're fishy. Uh, they're, un they're unreliable. Unreliable. They didn't come through in the playoffs. I just... I just think they need more offensive. They only have one. It's Claypool. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're wrong, man. We got so we got some players on on our receiving team, and we had cuts today. So just to go through, them, we got um, Deontay Johnson, who's our number one. We got Claypool lining up alongside him as our number two. We got Juju in the slot. We got James Washington, who's a good, really good player. Um, but he's number four right now, and then Ray Ray McLeod. Um, who honestly, I, I thought should have been cut. He didn't play well at all this preseason. Um, but this is a uh, pretty deep receiving uh, team uh, group. They're not the best. You know, that goes to the Bucks for sure. Um, but I think they're very good. I think if uh, Deontay Johnson minimizes the drops, I think he led the league last year in drops. He's, you know, he has a very good chance to be one of the top receivers in the league. Um, you know, I think he's going to go well over a thousand yards, um, come close to a hundred catches, if not over a hundred catches. Um, you know, I think they expect uh, Claypool to have a big season too, and Juju's going to do his thing. So I'm, you know, this is a position offensively that I think I have the most confidence in. Um, you know, I think they're good. The only downfall, I think, for, for them is just that they're young, you know, so they don't have a lot of uh, experience behind them. But, you know, you can't do anything about that, really. Yeah, I give them I give them an A because I, I like in the AFC, just speaking in the AFC, they have a good core of wide receivers. I mean, just you have Juju, who could be a number one on any team. And then you have Chase, Chase Claypool, who it's going to be a number one eventually. Um, they did have a little bit of the dropsies last year, but that, I think that's going to change with experience. Uh, so I, I'm really high on this receiving core. Um, yeah, definitely I give them an A. Uh, moving on to the running backs, we all gave them a C across the board. Uh, Ron, why just a C for running backs? So Najee Harris, they drafted, um, and I think he's gonna be a beast. I think he's arguably right now uh, one of the top ten running backs in the league. Just 
without him. Actually, Wait, he hasn't played one I know, snap, and you already say he's snap, top ten. Top ten. He is that good. He was that heavily recruited uh, coming out of high school into college and out of the you know into the NFL. Now he's that good. I think he's the real deal. And I think he showed you that in the preseason with with how he played. The problem is um, if you look behind him, they have Benny Snell, McFarlane, and then they brought in Kalen Ballard's. And let me start with, uh, I'll start with Kalen. Uh, so they brought him in, and he's basically replacing Jamin Samuels, who got cut today. Kalen Blage was arguably the worst running back, statistically, if you look at the stats last year. He was horrible. Um, I am shocked that he actually made the team. I get he played okay in the preseason, and I know he did some great things at the Combine. He was okay in college. He wasn't that great in college, but he did some good things at the Combine. Uh, he's very athletic, um, you know, sneaky, quick, sneaky, fast. He has all the measurables, um, but, you know, he's, uh, he made the team, right? And this is some, some guy who just did not perform well last year. And then you go back to what's left with uh, Benny Snell and McFarland. These guys were on the team last year, and they were horrible. Um, you know, when Connor went down, which wasn't su a surprise, they couldn't step in to be that every down uh, back. So, you know, I'm surprised. Uh, well, I shouldn't say I'm surprised. Uh, I'm a little bit um, disappointed that they didn't upgrade um, the running back position. I still think, you know, they have a chance to do that before week one. I still think they need to do that. Because you cannot, I think in this league, this day and age, you have to have two guys that can come in and run the ball. Well, that's that's my issue with this team. I give them a C because you're putting all your trust in one running back. And if he goes down, it's kind of like the, the Big Ben issue. If he goes down, then you're you're out. Right. You don't have a real a true back. So I gave him a C. Chicky, you gave him a C. What do you think? I think the same thing that Ron said. He hit everything on on the nose with the running back situation. Yeah, I mean, I I think that with what transpired with camp today, I'm not gonna take preseason lightly anymore. If you feel like Najee Harris showed his stuff in the preseason and you're confident, more power to you. But I feel like. You know, you can't just trust on one person. Yeah, and I, you know, um, I, I'm not, I'm not sure this. These are the backs that they go in with to start the season. Um, I still think there's some holes in some other positions as well, which we'll get to. It wouldn't shock me if they look to see with all the cuts that happen, uh, if there's any other running backs out there that are that are better and they can come and be a better backup to to what they have now. I saw Peyton Barber was one of the running backs that got cut. I'd rather have him uh, than McFarlane or Snell. And they're, and they're not going to give up on McFarlane. Let me just set the record straight with him. Um, they're not going to give up on him because they just drafted him a couple of years ago. But I'd rather have a veteran presence like Peyton Barber backing up, um, you know, Najee in, instead of like what they have with Benny. Okay, so in the in the tight ends, we Ron and I both gave them a B. Chicky, you gave them a C. Uh, please elaborate. Why are you so down on the tight ends? I just don't think they have a uh, a good enough tight end core. So right now they have 
Eric Ebron, who they brought from the Detroit Lions. They had uh, they have Pat Freemuth, who's a rookie, who I guess all preseason Big Ben loved him, and then they have Sag Gentry. So, what Ron Chicky thinks that Ebron is washed up? What do you think? No, he's good. He's really good. The problem is. He drops the ball every now and then. He's part of the problem with the, the offense not continuing drives is some of his mental lapses. But athletically, you know, he, he gets open all the time. He got to uh, be consistent with catching the ball. Um, I've heard some people, uh, I've read some articles uh, saying that uh, Pat will actually pass him and beat a number one. That ain't going to happen. Um, that ain't happening this year. Uh, Pat is great uh, at you know catching the ball. Um, his run blocking, though, from what I've seen, hasn't been good at all, in the, even in the preseason. So I gave the tight ends a B. I think they, there's a lot of upside there. I think Eric needs to be uh, much more consistent with catching the ball. Yeah, I like your tight ends. I gave them a B because I think you're you know the way that the offense is set up. It's, you got good wide receivers and you got good tight ends. So Big Ben is going to have his choice of who to pass it to. Um, so we're coming to the offensive line. Uh, Chicky, you gave them a B. Uh, you really like this offensive line. Even though they're bringing everyone. They, it's, everyone is new except for Okorafor. Am I pronouncing it right? Okorafor. Okorafor. So what, Chicky? What? What's up? What? You give him a B. Why? There was because there was there was make um there was there was have a good offensive line every year. That's what brings them to always making the playoffs. When was the last time they didn't make the playoffs? No, this team makes the playoffs. This, we're not arguing whether they can make the playoffs. We're just saying that. Are they are they better this year than they are la- they, they were last year, Ron? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh, the offensive line last year um, was horrible. They uh, a lot of veterans that were past their prime and did not perform well. That's why they're not on the team anymore. Um, so, you know, is it a, a strong suit for our team? No. There is there a lot of question marks. Yes. I gave them a C. I think they're going to be uh, average, but I think average is going to be better than what we had last year. Um, so I'm a little bit excited to see what they do, how the year goes uh, with them. You know, I, have, I, I think they're, they'll be okay. Um, I don't think they'll be the best. I don't think necessarily. I think it'll take some time uh, for them to gel, and it may not necessarily be this year where they gel completely. Um, but I think, you know, I, I'm confident in the, in the, um, in what we've been able to do, the guys that we brought in uh, this year, I think we'll, they'll be in good shape. Yeah, I gave them a D because I don't, I don't feel that this team, uh, bringing all new players, because the offensive line they have to mesh, and in that division where you play Cleveland twice, where you play Baltimore twice, and I think the Cincinnati defense might be a tad better. I don't know how much better, maybe a tad better. I don't know how many wins. I just feel like that division itself is so tough that you have to have above average offensive line. Yeah, last year was definitely not their best, but I don't think that they improved 
uh, this year. Or at least they haven't shown me because it's all brand new players. So we don't know what to expect. We have nothing to uh, compare it to. So I give them a D. Maybe I'm wrong and that was too low. But uh, I think that that's their... When I look at this offense, the offensive line is definitely the weakest link on this offense. All right, let's move on to the defense. Because the defense, I really like on the Steelers team. Uh, the linebackers, Chicky and I gave them a B. Ron, you gave them an A. So you like your linebackers? Uh, uh, definitely. I love all my linebackers. Uh, I think we have too many. And I and, you know, I think some of these guys will get moved at some point. Um, but if you look at, I'll start with outside linebacker TJ Watt in my opinion, the best outside linebacker in the league. Um, and I think you have uh, Alex Highsmith, who will get the starting nod uh, alongside him this year, and with Melvin Ingram rotating in. Uh, Alex Highsmith has been a beast um, all throughout camp and in preseason. It would not shock me if he goes for like 15 sacks this year. Um, that's why I think it was easy for them um, to, to uh, cut this guy loose, Dupree, Bud Dupree. Uh, send him packing uh, to Tennessee. Um, so I'm very high on the outside linebackers, the inside linebackers. I think we have six guys right now. Uh, there's no way we carry that many into the into the season. Uh, last year, um, just for some perspective, we had four. So um, they, I, we got Devin Bush coming back from injury. I think he's going to be good. I, I may have him rated a little bit higher than um, you know most people do I thought he'd be extremely good one of the top let's say 10 linebackers in the league but that might be overselling it a little bit um, they brought in Joe uh, Schobert because uh, they needed someone who can cover uh, the running backs you know especially the tight ends out of the backfield and that's kind of where Devin's been struggling a little bit uh, we have Robert Spillane who played really well last year filling in you know with injuries we have Buddy Johnson who's been really good um, you know, and some other guys like Marcus Allen and Gilbert. Um, there's, this is a solid linebacking crew. I gave them an A. I think they can, can easily compete for the top linebacking crew in all the NFL. Uh, do you agree with everything he said, uh, Chicky? He's a Steelers fan. Well, they always had uh, good linebackers. Always. So, yeah, I, I mean, Ron. I mean, TJ Watt, he's a pro bowler. Melvin Ingram, even though he's up there in age, he's still really good. Devin Bush is really good. I mean, a linebacker is definitely an upside for this team. Uh, Moving on, we're going to grade the cornerbacks. Uh, Chicky, you give him a B. Ron and I give him a C. Why did you give him a B? Do you like these cornerbacks? Yeah, I like their cornerbacks. They always, uh, they always been good, like I said. Uh, all around, they always have a good, solid team. Just their special teams is weak. Kickers and, re- and returns are, you know. Uh, yeah, they, I gave them. I mean, I gave them a C, and the only reason why I gave them a C because I think Joe Hayden is getting old. I think he's turning thirty-two this year. Mm-hmm. I think that might be too old for a cornerback. Uh, but then everyone else is pretty solid. What do you think, Ron? I gave him a C. Um, I think Joe Hayden, I said this, I've been saying this for a couple of years, uh, he's getting old, but every time I say this, he, he 
comes back and have a really good season. So it's not him. Um, the reason I'm giving them a C, and honestly, I could probably go a little bit lower, is that the rest of the guys behind them in the in the in the cornerback position are extremely weak. Um, you got Cameron Sutton, who's okay. I think he'll be, you know, pretty solid. But then they only they only have four cornerbacks right now, um, and you cannot go in the start of the season with four cornerbacks. So that's why they think the roster they're not done yet making moves. Uh, they had you know last year they had six. I think you need to have at least six or seven cornerbacks on your team when you part as part of your roster. Um, these guys like James Peer, Justin Lane. Uh, I, I don't know about these guys. This is this is the part of the defense that scares me the most. Is their secondary, especially the cornerback position. That's where they're the weakest. And, and quite honestly, I should have probably given them a D. Well, even though they have weak corners, I think they have really good safeties. And Minka Fitzpatrick, it's a Pro Bowl All Star safety and I think he led he led the league maybe in interceptions last year I'm not sure maybe he led this team but you have good safeties on this team yeah Mika's good Terrell Edmonds is pretty solid especially against the run um the safeties are good um you know I'm, I'm quite happy with with those two players uh it's just the corners that are is going to be a, a problem especially when you know, they need to go into like a nickel or dime situation. They're going to have a lot of problems unless they figure out real quickly within the next like, you know, week or so who's who's playing those positions. Yeah, I think I think the defense overall is going to be really good. Um, I, I think that division is going to be uh, who has the better defense. I think the Steelers have a good defense. Uh, so let's quickly move over the special teams. Uh, we gave the kickers B's, uh, Ron and I. Chicky, you gave the kickers a C. Uh, you think the kicker is below average? Yeah, he's average. He's C. They have a uh, Chris. Did he come in clutch last year? Did he? What did he do last year? They have the place kickers, Chris Boswell. Then they have a punter, Presley Marvin, the second, the third. So you gave him a C, Ron. What do you think of the kickers? Uh, they're good. You know, Chris Boswell is obviously, you know, he's been around for a little bit for us. He's been really good, especially at Heinz Field. Takes a special uh, place kicker, you know, to be good in, in uh, Pittsburgh. So, I, you know, I, I'm glad he's there i think it was no question to bring him back the question mark was going to be the pun punting situation they drafted presley this year um i think the only punter maybe who got drafted this year if i'm not mistaken and he's been terrific um in camp and obviously he won the the role he won the position the roster spot this year so i mean i think their kicking game is going to be um i think it's going to be good i think it's gonna be fine it's not going to cause us any issues um now their return game you know, uh, not great. Uh, they have Ray Ray McLeod, I think, is is the guy returning kicks for them. That's that's why he made the team. And he's honestly not that special uh, returning kicks. So um, I wish they would use Deontay a little bit in that role. Well, you know, I give him a little B because I, I like when you make a receiver into a returner because they have the special hands. But then, um, so we're going to go into the 
my favorite section of the show, which is the wins losses for the season. So we all agree that September 12th against Buffalo is going to be a, a L. Uh, we all agree that the 19th against Vegas is a W. Against Cincy on September 26th is a W. Green Bay, you gave them an L, Ron. Ron, why did you don't like them against Green Bay? Not on the road, no, uh, in Green Bay. Um, no, I think this is one of the games um, that they'll lose. Um, you know, I think they have a... I think we talked about this before. They have a tough, really tough schedule this year. Um, I think Green Bay is going to be. They were good last year. They're really good last year. I think they'll be even even better this year. We all gave them a W for the October 10th against Denver. Uh, October 17th versus Seattle at home. Chicky, you gave them an L, so they're going to lose that game. So explain yourself. You like Seattle? Yes, I do. I like Seattle. So what what do you think? Why are they why is Seattle better than the Steelers? Russell Wilson. I would say more. So Russell Wilson is gonna take over this game? Yeah, he always does in the fourth quarter. What is what is feet? Ron, you gave him a W. Is it Russell Wilson time or is it Steelers time? It's still his time. This game is at home. And, it, you know, I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. Don't get me wrong. Um, but go back and look at the stats with Russell Wilson compared to Big Ben last year. They were even. Um, Russell hasn't played that great um, the last couple years. He hasn't played his normal self. I think he's been okay. Um, I think part of the problem with Seattle is their line. And this game, you know, being you know at home and Seattle being, uh, well, we'll see how healthy they are if they can run the ball against us uh we're really tough against the run um you know i don't think it's going to be a blowout but i think this is a game we should be able to to pull off now the steelers they have a bye week and then they go to cleveland to pay the browns we chicken and i gave them a, a loss but you gave them a w chicky you like the browns at home yes I do. The Browns are on the come up. It's 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 a it's a, it's around that time they're gonna turn themselves around. I give them a loss, and now we were talking about this earlier. I think that maybe that bye week does help the Steelers, so it can it can go both ways. But Ron, you give them a W. You think they're gonna win this game? Yeah, I think they can win this game. I think they will win this game. Um, I, you know, I don't want to say um, the Browns aren't going to be good. I think they're going to be good. But I'm not buying into, like, some of the hype that I'm hearing with the Browns. Like, they're not going out and winning 14 or 15 games this year. They're going to have some losses. Um, I, th- I still think the Steelers are a better team collectively uh, than what we have on the Browns. Um, last year, throw that out the window, you know, what happened in the playoffs. You know, I just I, I just think Pittsburgh is a better team, and they can easily go into Cleveland and, and you know win this game. They should. Well, I'm 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 drinking the Browns Kool Aid. I don't think that they're gonna go all the way to the Super Bowl, but I do think that they're gonna win this division. Uh, we both gave them. We both gave the Steelers, all three of us actually, 
a win against Chicago in November. We gave them a win versus Detroit November 14th. Uh, then they have the Chargers on the road on November 21st. Chicky and I, we gave them loss. You gave them a W. Uh, I, th- I don't think that they can go across the way, across country, and win against the Chargers. We were just talking about earlier how the Chargers are a possible 10-win team. Mm-hmm. Ron, you like the Steelers against the Chargers? I think this game, again, can go both ways, and I do get the being away and having to cross, you know, go across country to play against the Chargers. You know, I, I just think the, the Steelers will be clicking at this point offensively um, and defensively. I think it'll be a little bit too much. I think the Chargers are up and coming. I just don't think it's their time just, just yet. Um, I think they'll be on the outside looking in, and, you know, the Steelers, I think, will get them. Chicky, you, you like the Chargers? Make the case for them. Why are they going to win this game? Because Herbert's going to tear their defensive backfield up. I agree 100%. I don't, we were just done talking about the cornerbacks on the Steelers, and I think Herbert is going to have a field day with, the, with that cornerbacks. All right, November 28th at Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati's going anywhere. We both gave the Steelers a W. Chicky, you gave Cincinnati a win. What what's going on? What what do we know about Cincinnati that you do? Burrow, man, it's gonna be one of those uh you know I ever see those games like uh when you think that they're gonna win but they're they're gonna lose. So you think this is a trap game? Yeah, it's definitely a trap game. Ron, what do you definitely. think? Um, I hope not. Uh, I think Burrow. <laughs> I hope Bur- I, you know. I think Burrow is very good. Uh, it sucked what happened to him last year. Um, I think he's going to be a thorn in our side for another 10, 12 years. Um, but you know, we sh- if the Steelers are going to be any good, if they're going to be a playoff team, these are the games you got to win. In my opinion, you can't mess around and lose to Cincinnati. It doesn't matter if it's on the road. You got to go in there and and uh, put that game away. Okay, so we get into the meat of the of the schedule. So, December fifth game, week thirteen, versus Baltimore at home. You gave them an L. I gave them a W. So, you think that they're gonna lose that game at home against the Ravens? Well, so I initially had them losing both games to to Baltimore. The first at home, and then to finish the season on the road. I don't know how much that changes now that Dobbins hurt. Um, I'll look to see what they bring in um, to replace him. Um, Baltimore's a good team, you know. I think uh, Lamar Jackson is just someone that no one has the answer to. I don't care what you hear, you know, uh, what we've heard of, you know, this offseason. I think he's just a tough person to defend, not with just throwing what he can do, throwing the ball, but running the ball. Um, I think Baltimore will, will get us this game at home. It'll be one of our few. Uh, I think it's the only uh, home loss I had for us this season. Chicky, you like uh, Baltimore to win this game? Definitely do. By the time Baltimore settles in, they'll, they'll take that W. See, this is one of the games that I think that they split with Baltimore. Either 
a home away. I gave them the home win because I think the Tennessee Titans laid out what you need to do against the Baltimore Ravens. And I don't think they'll have a good enough running game. So I gave the Steelers a W for this game. Uh, okay, so we both gave Minnesota on December 9th a win to the Steelers. Except for you, Ron. So explain yourself. You don't like Steelers against Minnesota? I don't like them traveling to Minnesota on a Thursday night. Um, you know, against Kirk Cousins, um, Dalvin Cook, all their receivers. I mean, Kirk Cousins like could have COVID by now. That's, that's true. Um, but I think it's just asking too much to... Uh, you know, for them to come off a game against Baltimore, whether they win and lose that game, to, to go in on a Thursday, uh, travel all the way to Minnesota and, and beat Minnesota. Minnesota's a pretty good team. I uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't. I'm not too high on Minnesota, even though they have a good receiver, a good running back. I just I just think that the Steelers should handle them, even though it's a Thursday night game. Even though Thursday night games are just horrendous games through and through so that I, I gave them a W Sunday December 9th at versus Tennessee so it's a home game you gave them a W Chicky you gave them a W I gave them an L uh, last week we reviewed the Pats and then you love Tennessee but this week we're reviewing the Steelers and you love now you love the Steelers so What's it gonna be? They're good. Tennessee is good enough to be the pass, but not good enough to be the ceiling. Listen, it's it's one game, and it's <laughs> it's in Pittsburgh. Tennessee's to me is still gonna finish with a better record than Pittsburgh, but they're gonna lose this game in Pittsburgh. Um, do I? How confident do I feel? You know, I'm not very confident. Tennessee's a good team. They're a really good team. They have great uh, running back with Derrick Henry. They have solid receivers. Um, but. The problem with Tennessee, and I think we talked about this last time, is their defense is terrible. Uh, yeah, you got Bud Dupree, but what else do you got? You know, they, they were horrible last year. Let's see if you can stop us. Um, you know, you'll put up some points against us, you know, but I think our defense uh, has a better chance of slowing uh, Tanner Hill down, uh, Derrick Henry down, um, you know, and, and the rest of those guys, Julio, A.J. Brown. We have a better chance defensively to – hold you to let's say 25 26 points and we can find a, a way offensively against we should be able to find a way at home offensively to put up 30 against tennessee at home chicky you feel the same way you think the steelers are, are going to be better than tennessee yeah they'll be able to tennessee um tennessee their quarterback is not what we think they are you know you can't really throw like that the Steelers linebackers are good enough to hold Derrick Henry down. Yeah, I think this is going to come down to who has a better receiving core. Um, and I think that Tennessee has the better receivers and tight ends, but they don't have the better quarterback. But I still give them uh, a win for that. Julio Jones washed up. You think Julio Jones is washed up, Ron? Washed up. Washed no. up. I don't think he's washed up. I don't know if he can play 17 games, though. Um, but, you know, I don't think so, he's... I wouldn't say he's washed up. So what's what's wrong with him, then? Matt Ryan's then? Matt Ryan's fault? Matt Ryan, a terrible offensive line, horrible running game, and injuries. You know, he can't stay healthy. 
Wow. Yeah, I think who? So who do you think is gonna be the comeback player of the year? Because I think Julio Jones gets that award. Really? No. Who do? Um. Not with that quarterback. I got to think about this one. Um, so a comeback player usually goes to someone who was hurt last year, missed most of last season. I got to go back to look at the uh, the Chargers running back team in the games he, he missed last year. Um, it's not going to be Julio. Okay. Well, I do predict that Julio will have a good year, and I think he's going to get. I don't know. I don't know if he qualifies for comeback player of the year, but he's going to be good, even with that Tannehill throwing at him. Uh, uh, December 26th at Kansas City. We all gave them L's because Kansas City is who they are, who they think they are. Uh, Cleveland versus Cleveland, January 3rd. Uh, Chicky and I, we both gave them losses. You gave them a W. Uh, you think that they can beat Cleveland at home late in the season? Yeah, um, I have them, interestingly, sweeping Cleveland. Uh, you both have Cleveland sweeping the Steelers. I think it just comes down to I just don't think they're as good as what everyone thinks they are. Um, you know, I think they're good. Don't get me wrong. I just think Pittsburgh is, is going to be better. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll see how the season goes. Chicky, are you buying into the hype? Uh, Cleveland is going to be good. Yeah, oh yeah. They have two teams over there. Two offenses and two defenses. What Name what team has that. Yeah, I mean, they have the best one-two punch in the league. With I mean, they have the best depth. They have the probably in the AFC one or two receiving core because they have OJ, they have uh, Odell Beckham, they have Landry. They have the tight end. So it's, you know, I would say the Bucks have a good receiving core. And then I would say the Cleveland Browns have a good receiving core. I'm not, that's, I think that's blasphemy. Who who after the Bucks, who? Give me the Steelers. uh, Give me the Cowboys. Steelers are top five. Come on, stop, Ron. We just talked about the, the Titans with Julio and A.J. Brown. I mean, you can't tell me you wouldn't rather have those guys. Odell Beckham. Yeah, is but we're talking about uh, like uh, you got a good, you, you have good wide receivers, but who's going to throw them the ball? Yeah, and I, I get that. And Mayfield I got like, a gun. I like Baker Tenny Mayfield. Have a gun. I like Tenny Baker Mayfield, feet. but you don't get me wrong. Odell Beckham is not the same Odell Beckham he was four or five years ago. So well, that's the same thing you're saying about Julio Jones. And he's not. Julio's not. But he's you know he's still good enough to be you know a, a good receiver. And Odell's still good Odell enough. Odell Beckham to be a... had a better year than Julio Jones last year before he got hurt. We we can say that about you know anyone that gets hurt. We need to look at their stats, and we'll take this you know after the after this podcast to look at their stats and and put them together. I just don't think Odell is the same player he was four or five years ago. That doesn't mean I think he's terrible. But they are not the best receiving group. That's just insane to me for anyone to to say that. I think they're in the top three. No and way. Yes, they no way. yes way. So you would take the Tennessee receiving core over the Cleveland one? Yes. Wow. 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 This is the same guy who said he'd take Josh Allen over Russell Wilson. So I would. 
No, I don't think so. I think that wow. Cleveland they, has a really, really good wide receiver core, and they have a really, really good quarterback. And if he doesn't, if he plays it like they played last year, where they were like, "No, you're not going to turn the ball over. We're going to give it to a running back," they're going to be a good team. That's why I give them an L. They're not beating Cleveland either, and they might even they might split the games against Baltimore, but. I think Cleveland's going to win both. Okay, January 9th. At the Ravens, the last game, we all gave them L's across the board. Ron, you don't think that they can beat the Ravens at Baltimore? No, I think they'll lose to the Ravens. I think the Ravens will get them twice this year. And again, when I did this, this was with uh, Dobbins playing. We'll see... You know what happens how they feel that um i think lamar is just going to give them fits that's what it comes down to lamar is just it's a different animal man the guys can win you games single-handedly and their defense isn't great but they're good enough to slow you down a little bit um and if they have one of those games where they just run the ball run the ball run the ball you don't get to get on the field you know it's, it's easy to see why they you know they could they won 11 games like they did last year so, Chicky, you have the Steelers going 7-9 and nine for 2021. I have the Steelers going 9-8. and eight. And, Ron, you have the Steelers going 11-6. and six. Uh, So, Chicky, this goes into our questions. So, basically, who is going to win that division in your eyes? Well, my eyes say not the Steelers. Anybody but the Steelers. <laughs> That's just... just- just hate right there. That's a lot of hate, Chicky. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Cleveland getting that division. And then between Baltimore and Steelers fighting duking it out for second place. And I think with nine victories in that division, you can get a walkout spot. Definitely, definitely think Cleveland Browns are gonna win that division. So you you think Eric, nine wins is going to get them a playoff spot, but the Patriots. Um, Patriots are uh, Patriots. I have them out because this. How many leads, wins you have them? Before the Cam Newton outing, I had them at thirteen wins. With Mac Jones, I have them drop four games. I have them on nine wins, and that's not good enough. So well, basically, the, the Patriots, what they did today, they threw their season out the. Out the window. So finally, someone <laughs> agrees with me. Well, you you guys are just insane. But Steelers will win eleven games. Eleven games will get them in the playoffs. I think they win division with eleven games. But I don't think it's a cakewalk. I think you can eat. If you were to tell me Baltimore wins, I wouldn't be shocked. If you tell me Cleveland wins, I'd be a little bit more shocked. But I, you know, it wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't drop to the floor in, in shock. Uh, Chicky doesn't think that they can make the playoffs. I think they can make the playoffs with nine wins in this division because they're going to beat each other up. So I think that's enough. Uh, so that leads into the second question. Chicky, who is the most valuable player on this team right now? Big Ben. You like Big Ben, Ron? Yeah, that's the farthest. The, 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 far, the, the better Big Ben plays, the further the Steelers will go. Well, the most valuable player the is, most valuable. is Najee Harris. Um, Najee, Even though he hasn't played a snap. Let, let me go back. 
Go back and look at the stats again last year. They were completely inept at running the football. But they won Na- 12 games without running the football. Najee, How can you say Najee that Harris he's the best, he's the most valuable? An option to run the ball, something they did not have at all last year. I think he is there, going to be there. And I think he's going to be, I don't think he's going to win rookie of the year. I think, uh, you know, that's going to go to a quarterback, um, probably either Mac or Zach Wilson. Um, but he is going to be talked about as one of the top running backs uh, by the end of the season. So we already know we already know the division question. We already talked about that. So let's go into the last question. So if all goes to shit, injury aside, Ron, whose fault is it? It's going to be you know it's going to be collectively the entire team. But you know it's Big Ben and, and Kevin uh, Colbert. You know Big Ben made a decision to come back. Uh, Kevin made the decision to take him back. Well, not just Kevin, obviously ownership and everything else. They have a lot gambling on Big Ben's arm, his right arm. You know, they think it's fully recovered from surgery and he can make it through an an entire season. Um, And I think, you know, if they're right, they better watch out. You know, all teams better watch out for us. But if not, uh, if if his shoulder gives him problems, um, we're going to have a long, long season. And, it, and everyone's not just going to be pointing the fingers at Big Ben. They're going to be pointing the fingers at, at Kevin Colbert and say, well, you know, why did you bring this guy back? Chicky, I, I kind of like, I love your answer. You said if the season goes to shit, injury aside, it's COVID-19's fault. So you don't think that the teams are prepared enough for COVID-19? No one is prepared enough for COVID-19. You don't think that they they learned from last year and they said, you know what, we have protocols we gotta follow, we have rules in place, we have medical staff in place. We're not gonna get uh, bitten by this bug, this COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah, remember, as soon as you are uh, get COVID, imagine just imagine if you're an important player, an important piece like Big Ben, you know. Uh, if he gets in contact with a couple of the wide receivers, who else is going to step up? That is true. This is this is the thing is it's gonna, you know, it's gonna test teams' depth, and if they don't have depth, it's gonna be lights out. I went with Mike Tomlin because I feel like he can fire and hire coordinators, but maybe maybe it's Kevin Colbert's who fires and hires coordinators. And Mike Tomlin is just like, we give you this defense coordinator, we give you this stuff, and the coordinator make it work. But ultimately, you know, they, they haven't won in a couple of years. When was the last time they won a Super Bowl? I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. Over 10 years? Probably. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, it's like they're always in the playoff hunt and they get divisions, but they don't get the rings. You can't, there's only so much you can blame the coordinators. A lot of teams uh, would love to trade coaches. That's for sure. A lot of teams would love to have. To, I, don't, I don't see. Here's the thing with Mike Tomlin. Um, I think he's a very, very good coach. Um, a lot of teams would love to have have him. Um, but at the same time, you're right. We can't keep. Our goal is not to make it to the playoffs. We do that every year. You know, we we have winning records every season. Um, our goal is to win the Super Bowl. So he needs to figure out 
um, how to get us there. But, you know, if it falls on Big Ben's shoulder or his arm, you know, having some sort of fatigue, that's not really on Mike, you know, to me. Um, it's the GM that makes those decisions as, as who is going to be leading your team. More importantly, who's there to back him up? And I think that's where they have a, a big hole, big question marks, you know, especially going into like 2022. Well, that's the thing is that you can, you can make the playoffs, but that's not good enough. So you have to ask yourself, is making the playoffs good enough? Mike Tomlin? I don't think so. Uh, so we're going to leave it at there for the Steelers review. Uh, well, we'll have Chicky on the line because you're a Pats fan. We want to get your take on what happened today. The releasing of Cam Newton. So, what's your take on that? They just threw their season out the window. They're in a rebuild season, I guess. So, you're not a Mike uh, Mike Jones fan? I am, but I just think his time was gonna come up anyways, right? So, why don't we just play it out? Let Cam do what he has to do. He only had one year. Pay him the man, and then if he didn't good good enough, then Matt Jones is gonna step up anyway. So, how many wins do you give them this year? Ah, uh, I think they'll get eight wins. Eight wins? I don't think that's good enough to make the playoffs. So, you don't think they're going to make the playoffs? So, Ron, uh, Chick is giving them eight wins. What do you think? I hate, you know, I have them at 11. I think they'll, I think, you know, they would win 11 games with or without Cam. I think Mac actually gives them a better chance, uh, obviously, at throwing the ball, which eventually you're going to need to do. Um, I would be quite comfortable having Mac as my quarterback. Yeah, so not everyone is drinking the Mac Jones uh, Kool-Aid. I, I, like I said earlier, uh, I think Mac Jones is the future. I just wasn't sure he was the future right now. But I'm not coaching the team, right? Bill Belichick is. He knows what's good for the team, right? Yeah, so, I think Bill Belichick has something in store that we don't know about. Or something. And, and to be honest with you, uh, you give him eight wins. I give him the same. I give him eight wins, nine wins, I think. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. Maybe next year when Mac Jones gets better, stick with the nine wins. So we want to thank everyone that supported us on the Steelers next week is the official week one podcast we're gonna review the Bucks Pats and Steelers and then we'll go from there uh, Chicky thank you for joining us please say hi to the family for me likewise same thing Ron you too take care man Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.